Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the first ever electrified GV70, featuring the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. Learn more at genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have one of my very favorite girlfriends and jewelry designers, Anita Ko. You may know her from her internationally renowned designs, and today she speaks about her journey to becoming a beloved, award-winning designer. Starting from a very young age, Anita was designing jewelry inspired by the places and the people around her in Los Angeles. And in this episode, she takes a step back to look how far she's come and inspires upcoming designers as well. She talks about being mentored and she talks about really using the culture around her to sort of really create her own sort of aesthetic in this very saturated jewelry community. And clearly she's winning. So I'm very excited for you guys all to listen and enjoy. I'm so happy to have you. You know, you have so many superpowers and I think... I wanted to have you on from when I very started climbing in heels because I was like, Anita doesn't love attention. She hates it. (laughs) She hates it. But not enough people know the person behind the brand. And that is something that I've always found about you because so many people that don't have great brands just love being in the front. And I actually find you're the opposite that has this incredible brand, this incredible line of jewelry that has continued to really blow my mind because being sort of one of your very first fans, it's amazing for me to see the Anita Co. world that has like literally just blown up. Like everywhere I go... And you know, I always am like a detective, right? So like wherever I am, whether it's like Aspen or New York or whatever, I'm in any of my favorite stores and I walk in, I'm like... (gasps) They have a whole Anita Co section. And then I talk to the person and they'll think that they like won't realize that I know you and they'll just come over and solicit to be like, oh, are you familiar with Anita Co? She's one of our best sellers. I'm like, let me tell you something. (laughs) And then Roger comes over and starts going, oh, you don't even know. Like, da da da. So for us, and then without a doubt, it always follows, well, she's our best selling brand. She's one of our top oh. sellers every month. So I want to go back just for a minute because for as long as I've known you, which I'm going to call it almost 20 years, which means we're 35, I want to really talk about you a little bit from the beginning only because as close as I am to you, there's still so much I don't know. And so I just want to talk about, I know that you grew up here in LA, but I want to know what was that like, meaning who who were you as a kid? Because I always take a look at who you are now and like, were you always this person or like what's happened since then? But were you this like happy kid that was like, I'm going to do big things in life? Or were you like painfully shy and like, because you grew up in LA, which is not a shy place, let's be real. No. And I definitely wasn't shy. And That's why I think it's so important for young kids and young children to be creative and really allow them to kind of be free because I have been designing 
jewelry since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to have parents that yeah, they would like drop me in the jewelry district and they had a friend that was in the business. And so they would let me go to his office and he didn't really watch me. He kind of just let me go and downstairs to the stone dealers. And I would pick like little blue topazes mm-hmm. and pearls and things that weren't really expensive. And I would just kind of start beading and making my own pieces. And I think that I always had an attraction to diamonds and jewelry, you know, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that like, sometimes when I take a gold necklace and a diamond necklace, and I put it in front of a baby, their eyes just sparkle and, (laughs) and they're just attracted to that prism of light. Yeah. And I think that I probably was too at a very early age. Mm -hmm. And, and luckily I was able to pursue that. And I, and of course, you know, my parents tried to get me to play piano and they tried to get me to do the flute and all the things that Korean parents want their children. <laughs> yes. But I just I was more attracted to designing and fashion. And so I'm very grateful to them that they gave me and my grandmother too, but they gave me at the room to explore all the things that I was interested in, along with making me do the things that I wasn't. But I think that... But they were accepting of it. They were accepting of it. And I think growing up here in Los Angeles, like I was exposed to so much, you know, so many different walks of life, so many different cultures Mm -hmm. that I think it gave me... It made me happy. I, I I wasn't I I, I was a very like wow that's cool and always wanting to see new things person. Yeah, which I think I a know, lot I, a lot of people don't know that about LA. I think LA really gets this rap for being this very kind of like one trick pony, one dimensional, very like vapid place. And I think what people don't realize is I always say it's kind of this melting pot of society, like of a million different worlds that come together and live here. And I think just as a person growing up here, like you said, similar in that way to New York, I feel like there's so many different cultures in food, in art, in design. And I think even more so over the last 10, 15, 20 years. But I do think to your point... Yeah. And I think that's what LA was. Like I got exposed to the like dynasty Bel Air ladies with their (laughs) big jewelry. And I also was exposed to the punk rock guys on Sunset Boulevard trying to get into the whiskey and and seeing who they looked. And I was exposed to like, you know, all the ladies in the gold chains and kind of that eighties look, you know, that was around that Giorgio of Beverly Hills look. And (laughs) I think that I got to see also the beach vibes and the sun and the pools. And that's what we grew up with here. You know, I think that I also had a lot of creative people can agree with me. And I'm sure you'll agree with me is that we grew up in a little bit of a different time where I was allowed to be bored. So that kind of gave me creativity. And, you know, now children, they're on their iPhones, they're on their iPads, Uh you know, the epiphanies, the great ideas, they come when you're kind of sitting by the pool or just driving in a car, you know? So true. It's so true because I think now everyone's brains are overstimulated to a point where they don't know how to just sit. And I think you're 100% right. And I think any creative person would say that it's almost like being alone in your head is when it all happens because you're forced to like look around you, right? When you started Anita Co. Jewelry, I weirdly Mm -hmm. feel like I remember it like it was two days ago. Yeah. But... (laughs) I remember like your very, very first, and I'm I, the reason I want to bring this up is because 
you brought up this sort of punk rock kind of glamour that you were sort of had this like bipolar kind of like you had this part and this part. And I think as a stylist, I definitely experienced that same thing here. But I think the perfect marriage, I think, was when you first probably came out with your diamond safety pin, right? Like that. that, And the spikes. The spikes. I had the safety pins. The first piece I did, I think, to go way back. I mean, thank you. First, I want to say for how much you supported me. I mean, I love you. I can only say that it really did put me on a path of success. And I just want to thank you so much for that. You're welcome. But I think, remember, the first thing was the diamond circle. I did. And I think that when I first started my business, and that's why I really encourage a lot of young women to just have fun and kind of create, even if it's one thing, Mm -hmm. is that... I started my business with one piece and then it would grow to two or three Mm -hmm. and then sell those pieces. And then I could do six, but it's the help of all these like great women like you who, when I started in the beginning, they would be like, Oh, Anita, that's cool. I want one, you know, Mm -hmm. and they would buy one for me and they would support me. And yes, I I had this, you know, from punk to glamour kind of LA the leaves, like I was doing romantic too. And I think that all of that was my environment here. Yep. yep. Into gold and diamonds. Yep. And luckily, all my girls and all my girlfriends growing up in New York or growing up in LA, they understood what I was kind of doing. And they also wanted it for their lifestyle Mm -hmm. and their look. And I was really grateful about that because when I started, there was either only the like Place Vendome brands like Cartier and Van Cleef, or there was only like the very low end, like Hill Street or 47th Street in New York, that the quality wasn't there. And so when I started, I was luckily... I mean, the reason why I started was because I didn't have the budget for the super, super high end. Sure, But yet my taste level was a lot higher than the very low end. And so I really wanted to design pieces that I wanted to wear, my friends, like my people around me were really my muses. So like relatable luxury, accessible luxury, luxury. because I do want to talk about that. You know, for me, it was probably at the very prime of when I was sort of like getting most of my clients and pulling jewelry all day, every day. And I just remember it was interesting because I would pull your jewelry in and then I would have the majors, right? But inevitably, and major, sorry for our listeners, like Cartier, Van Cleef, you know, at Tiffany, it's very hard as a up and coming jeweler, especially in a fine jewelry space, the same way it is with clothing. It's next to impossible to compete with the big guns. It just is because they have unlimited budgets, unlimited marketing budgets. But what I found is time after time, and the more I pulled it in, and I would have this jewelry roll, like if any of you know what a jewelry roll is, like a velvet roll. And I would roll it out and I would have strands of Anita's jewelry and her spikes and her pins and her leaves. And I remember every single piece of Anita I ever had in my studio. And I just remember that what started happening at one point was my clients that were like this, you know, the cool girls. They wanted Anita. They wanted Anita because they realized it was young, it was cool, it was unique, it had an edge to it. And it was also a bit smaller and less overwhelming, you know? And I think to your point in the dynasty era and the whole like sort of Bel Air, Beverly Hills of it all, and you know, you and I, we love those moments, right? And I would never take away from it. But I think for our everyday glamour, I think people started to really just catch on. I do want to say that it is 
what you've done now, and I think it's important to point this out, and I want to go back to something you just said, which is I think when you start a business of any size, it's terrifying. But I yeah. think what it, what Anita was referring to is that she started with one piece and then she sold enough of those that she could make two. She sold enough of those she could make yeah. four and six and eight. And then now yes. I've watched it grow over the last, oh my God, 15 or so years, right? Yeah, it'll be... <laughs> 17 years in November, if okay. you can believe it. <laughs> I, I can't. It's insane. And so what I think is amazing is that you've built this incredible niche to the fact that I was saying to Roger the other day, I said, what's been amazing about Anita, and I use kind of Greg at Elder Statesman in a similar way, that you went on this path to do your own thing that was your own niche and your own unique thing. And somehow all these years later, you're bigger and better than ever. And yet there's no more of that when people compliment my jewelry and they say, oh my God, what is that? What are you wearing? Is that blah, blah, blah. I'll say, no, it's Anita Co. Oh my God, I love Anita Co. jewelry. Oh my God, da, da, da. And I remember for the first few years, it was like, oh, Anita's amazing. Like I would have to give this sort of narrative, right? Like, oh, she's legit. Like she's, you know... And what's, sure. what's amazing is now you've built this incredible name and brand for yourself all over the world by really keeping a very small team, which yes. I think I is have, important. Yes. I mean, I think that when I started, I was lucky enough to come in at a time when like people like you were really creating a look in, in a, it was in free. A it was free. It was free to and, create then. And I think that you were able to like really create a look and it was high end, but it was casual with an edge. And that kind of really worked with my jewelry and we layer stuff and we could have fun, really create some like cool, fun things. And then when I came up like doing the ear cuffs, we were able to like really do a lot of fun ears and fun looks. And, and I think that I was lucky enough to, of course, know you and, be friends with so many other wonderful women here in LA that really were were the epicenter of that LA lifestyle and the look that kind of took over before fashion was Paris, New York, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it really became about LA and our lifestyle and everybody started moving here and the art world. And so I think that I always wanted to maintain a high-end quality level that was really important to me to make sure that my pieces were still 18 karat, really high quality diamonds, but it was more modern exactly of our time. And I'm extremely grateful. What this business has brought me has brought me a lot of relationships. It's really showed me how much people have supported me over the years. When I think back, Uh, no question as you and I both know, you have to work hard. It takes years. It's blood, sweat. I was, I was going to ask you at what point did you have, if you have had, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you have had challenges. I mean, because yeah, being I mean, an entrepreneur is brutal. <laughs> the first five years, I had many, many times where I wanted to quit or yep. do something else. Yep. But I was, again, lucky to be friends with and have as a mentor, Anastasia of Beverly Hills. Oh my God, she's the queen. I've known her since high school. And I would say to her, I'm tired. I want to quit. I'm having a really hard time about X, Y, and Z. And she said, you know, Anita, you're lucky to get to do what you want in your dreams. Mm-hmm. Put your shoes on tomorrow morning and go to work. She was like, just go to work. And she said, what do you have to complain about? Yeah. You have a roof over your head. You have food on the table. You have so many blessings. 
put your shoes on and go to work tomorrow. And she was absolutely right. Look at her. Look at Anastasia. Look at her. Anastasia is for anyone who doesn't know. When I say the American dream, I mean, this woman has worked. So Anastasia, you may know her as the queen of eyebrows because that's how she started. That's how I met her probably 25 years ago, doing brows of every client. You have to have her on your show. 100% have to have Anastasia. And she has literally gone on to go so above and beyond eyebrows with her own salon that is literally like lines out the door from the day it opened. But beyond that, launched her beauty line and brow line and has literally built a multi-billion dollar brand and business and has worked blood, sweat, tears every second of every day since she started. She is incredible. And what an amazing mentor, honestly. And female. Female and always there to take my call and always there to to really give me good practical advice, Mm -hmm. which sometimes is just as simple as put your shoes on and go to work the next day. Yeah. That isn't your mother because you don't listen to your mom like that. (laughs) And and your mother allows you to cry and feel bad for yourself. Yes. You know, she she just doesn't allow you to feel bad for yourself. She's really taught me that you can do anything. So I worked really hard and I think that it takes years. I mean, that's the real thing. Like I wish sometimes it happened faster, but it's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. It is. And it is. And when I was younger, I wished it was happening much quicker than it was, Mm -hmm. but that's not life. If I had it easier, I wouldn't appreciate what I have today. It's true. It's true. But honestly, Anita, that's why I actually started climbing in heels because everyone who knows all the women that I've had on this podcast, they think it happened yesterday. They think it started like a year ago. Oh my God, I heard about so-and-so like a year ago. How did they get so lucky? I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to talk about how these incredible women got here. That doesn't exist. And if it does, it probably won't last. Not to be cynical because... I hope everyone has an easy ride. But in reality, I don't think any ride is easy and I don't think anything worth having should be easy, quite frankly. I mean, we started our businesses also before social media was in existence. Correct. So so I think that we even had to work 10 times harder to have our lines reach viewership and know who we are. And obviously I'm grateful for all the tools today that we have because things just happen a lot faster, but that means the work is also happening a lot faster and we need to work harder. And I really hope that I can encourage the young designers out there that, you know, only have a few pieces of jewelry and are wondering if they could really do this and make this into a business because it does seem overwhelming when you think about it. But I really hope that I can inspire a lot of young women or young men out there to know that if you work hard and you believe in yourself and you don't give up and you make mistakes It's your bounce back that determines how successful you'll be. Mm -hmm. I've learned that. I've learned that when things happen, because they're always going to happen, the rate in which you choose to bounce back, Mm -hmm. that's the difference. And I just made a point of choosing to bounce back Mm -hmm. no matter what challenges are presented in front of me. And I've had a lot. Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. 
At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the award-winning GV70. And with the first ever electrified GV70, you get all that stunning design and innovative tech in an electric vehicle. The electrified GV70 features the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. The exclusive G-Matrix grille stylishly hides the charging port. Inside, discover a driver-oriented cockpit featuring available Napa leather. And when it's time to charge, DC fast charging will give you up to 80% charge in minutes. Your Genesis electrified GV70 is waiting for you. What will you begin? Learn more at Genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning. Want my style advice from season to season? That's exactly what you'll get when you sign up for my membership, Curator. Every three months, I'll send you my favorite fashion, beauty, and lifestyle products, all valued at over $400 and yours for just $125 per season. Everything has been selected to make you feel extra chic and confident in spring, summer, fall, and winter and elevate your everyday while letting your personal style shine through. And when you head to curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com, you'll receive an exclusive offer. You've had a lot. I've been there for definitely mm-hmm. some of them. And I've seen you and I'm like, I just remember being like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. You're Anita Coe. Like, I just remember being like, no way. And and listen, it's not just like a business challenge necessarily. Sometimes it's a personal challenge. Sometimes yes, it's something yes. that just impacts your whole way that you go about life. And again, yes. I think that's life. I think that's what does give us yes. our wisdom, right? And it gives us our... Yes notches on our belts, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a good example. When I started my line, we all have to write goals. And one of my goals was that I wanted to be a jewelry designer at Barney's. Like Mm -hmm. Barney's was the coolest Uh store to me and that's all I wanted. And when I met with the buyer, she turned me down. She didn't feel that I was the right fit. And I remember crying my eyes out that night, feeling like one of my ultimate goals and why I started my line was never going to happen. And I just remember feeling so shattered that... And like fails, right? Wasn't going to work out. But in retrospect now, my path was supposed to be the Bergdorf Goodman. I was going to say, and then the next day you got like Linda Fargo or Bergdorf Goodman, which is the holy grail of retail still standing. (laughs) And that was supposed to be my path. And when they say man's rejection is God's protection, because I didn't have to experience like other hardships if I had gotten what I wanted, you know? Yes. It's true. And for those of you that don't know, Barney's shut down after, and a lot of people lost a lot in that movement that happened in Barney's. And Anita was not one of them. So years later, the woman who turned me down ended up having to be my buyer at Bergdorf's. You know, that's how life works. And we ended up having a great relationship. And I could have chosen to keep a bitterness uh or have that feeling of rejection Mm -hmm. stay with me. That wouldn't have behooved me in my career at Bergdorf. And we really ended up having a great relationship. And like I said, it's the bounce back because I really felt bad that evening. I felt my world was destroyed when I chose to put my shoes on the next day and go to work and, you know, present my line again. It it happened in Las Vegas at the jewelry shows. So I chose to go to work the next day and I chose to keep on my path. And I think that that's why I want to inspire other people to know that you don't always get what you want when you want it, but there might be better things in store for you. So 
to just keep pursuing your dreams and don't let anybody tell you anything else. Just know you're good and keep moving forward. I have such chills because I actually like, it's weird. I kind of like remember that whole moment. I remember you going to Bergdorf's. I remember walking in and seeing the collection. And then I was there in this past February and I went over and of course, Roger had been at the Anita Co section for like 20 minutes, <laughs> like literally pulling out everything, <laughs> making her take everything out of the counter. And then he's like, He's like, honey, honey, I just got Intel. He's like, she's one of the best-selling brands at Bergdorf's. Like, it was like we were your like proud parents or something. Uh-huh. And, you know, you are right. And I do think that the bounce back is everything. And for someone like me who really does hold pain deeply and hold it, I hold a grudge. I very admittedly, I'm a Virgo, so you know how we roll, you know, I think that's such a good point and such a good point for people now and entrepreneurs like kind of really going through it, that those doors sometimes really do get closed in your face for a reason. It's because you're not meant to go through that one. It's because another one really does open and it and it ends up in a bigger and better way. I think you don't know that stuff until you've done it for a minute, you know, for real. And what do you say, Anita, what's your approach to copycats? Because you have tons <laughs> you know, I think that like, it doesn't affect me. Like it, it did when I, when I first saw it, when right. I first saw it, I was, I remember like walking in to a showroom and, and just seeing like everything Anita Co. Yes. <laughs> and I remember crying that day because I had worked so hard to just get where I was, but I see now, them all the time. I see them everywhere. Yeah, now it doesn't affect me like it used to. And and I think that I've developed a much thicker skin about it. And, it, and confidence probably because... And, and it just, I think if anything, just inspires me to now like keep moving forward, keep designing more stuff. I think that because I have so many close friends that are fellow jewelry designers yep. that I've made over the years, yep. I have them to turn to to commiserate because they go through it themselves and we can kind of talk ourselves out and get back into the light. Sure. And those friendships has really helped me put things in perspective that somebody may copy you, but they're not you. That's true. And the copycats are coming in at a much cheaper quality Mm -hmm. and they're doing it to come in as a lesser price point than you. Mm -hmm. And it's just business. It's every clothing designer has it. I mean, I'm sure you see I'm sure you see my whole career and it's painful. Yeah. I'm sure everything you've ever done, you've seen somebody horrible (laughs) after and knock you off completely. It's a horrible feeling, but it also shows that you've made it Rach, you know, that you've gotten to that place in your career that people actually think you're so good that they want to copy you. They want to be you. And I really see it with my fellow other, you know, a man I, I admire so much in Turkey, the, the jewelry designer, Sevan. Mm-hmm. Everything, <laughs> everything is so what can any of us do, but well, keep moving forward. But Anita, I want to talk about something that I think you've taken a, an approach to that I think is also important for entrepreneurs, whether they're designers or anything else, because I think the world has really shifted in this direction. But I think it's something that you've always done so well and really built a big part of your business on, which is private clients. And yes. I think that there's a lot of your success. And I mean, of course, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. is so under the radar because like... It's funny, a year ago today, not today, but I mean, basically a year ago, we were at a wedding together. 
And everywhere I turned my head, there were people dripping in Anita Co. Diamonds. And I was like, this is everything. This is like, and these weren't people, some you knew, some you didn't, some were dear friends, some were clients, but these, this was not loner jewelry. And I was no. like, wow, this is incredible. And I think that there's something to be said for that and something very entrepreneurial about that. Because I think one of the things to note about how you've approached your business is you're so incredibly hands-on. And that if there's a client, you go yourself. You're not sending somebody. You go, you custom make things, you design things for couples, you work with a ton of husbands and boyfriends that that have Anita Co. on speed dial. And I think that's great. I go because I want it to be perfect. Of course. Because for what I do, a lot of the presents are and the gifts are a special occasion. But my clients mean the world to me. And that's why I'm very private about them because, and also a lot of them are people that are not necessarily well known to the public world, but are very incredibly successful in their world. And they are very, very, very private and they don't want other people to know what they have and they don't want, which is beautiful. they They want their lives to be as enjoyable as possible, but they don't want eyes on them necessarily. And so I've been able to work with so many incredible collectors around the world, so many wonderful men, families. And I think in a private setting, I get to really hear what the client wants and I get to spend time with them and I get to create something that is perfect for them. Like at the wedding we're yep. talking about, yep. I was asked to design a chain for a gentleman, the, the groom. So and, beautiful. Oh, was that beautiful? I wanted it for, you know, obviously the client had an idea of what they wanted, but I I did need to put that touch on it because he was a young man and it had to look, have that cool factor to yeah. it and still be super, super high end because yeah. these people are only see the best and it just really worked. And I think that if I didn't spend time myself on it, it wouldn't have my touch. Yeah. So with my clients that come to me privately, they're people that I know and I've known them a lot of them for a long time. So I can kind of get to that core of who they are as a person. Yeah. But it's so I just special. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy being able to create unique pieces for clients that are going to be lifetime memories yep. and will travel with their life, their yep. whole lives. Yep. Will be a part of their lives and a, a part of their treasures forever. And I think that's why any of us that do things that are able to bring happiness or a smile or love to someone from a present or creating memories, it's just one of the best feelings I have when I see my clients happy. Well, I think that you being able to have all these private clients in these customized moments, it's like being a couture designer. It's the same thing because it's like... Yes, you get to sell to the world, you know, through retail and online, but you also still get the personalization and the customization. And I think that enables you to stay creative and inspired and keep creating for different people. And I think that's the thing. I think confidence comes with experience and success, right? Yes. And now you're you're and taking a lot of loyalty. loyalty and a lot of loyalty. Yes. 
hundred percent. I'm very loyal to my clients and they've been loyal to me back. And I think that also creating a business, I've learned that when you create a business, your employees and your team become your family because you do. see them so much. So creating a happy day-to-day life makes you and I and yeah. people like us much more creative yes. because we don't have to deal with the minutia of yep. something going wrong because yep. we have a we have a team yep. that looks after us yep. too, you know? It's true. And I think all of that going all at once, I mean, I think that a truly successful businesswoman or businessman is able, I've learned that we're able to keep the wheels turning at the same time all yep. at once. Yep. There's so many different parts. And it's like being a mama uh, bear all the time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So mm-hmm. you come home and you're like, are all the children asleep? Is everyone okay? Yes. Is yes. the business yes. okay? Are the babies okay? Yes. Okay. I can go to sleep yes. now. Right? Exactly. Now I'm okay. Now I'm okay. And so what keeps you awake at night or puts you to sleep and wakes you up in the morning? I think, you know, every day is different. Yeah. No, no, it's true. It's true. And I think that there are days when House is on I... fire. Yeah. There are days when things are on edge and I have to really take the time to maintain an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. I think that the place when things get tough, I have to just always like take a breather and say like, you know what? You're so lucky that you're in this. These are your problems. You know, like it's true. You have to count your blessings. And then like when I do sleep well, it's because I'm grateful that things are going well. You sure, know what I mean? I'm grateful. I'm grateful that, like you said, like we all have stuff going on in business. We all yeah. have stuff going on in personal lives. Yeah. And all of that stuff is going well. Just, you know, because I've had many nights where I've had to stay up because of personal things going yeah. wrong. There are many nights I stayed up because business is going wrong. Yeah. But when everything is nice, there's like a peace. Having that peace, I think that like friendships, family, loving yourself, all of these things. Like I've had to really like see how, how lucky I am to have all of those things, you know, to have great family, to have great friends. That's why I hope to inspire new designers out there. When I started, I did not know if I would be successful. I did not know how things would turn out. Now that I'm in a little bit more of a a safer zone, just a little, just, just, just a little bit of a safer zone. (laughs) I just hope that people know that it will come. It really will. If you work hard and if you build a great support system around you, and if you are a young woman, be friends with your fellow people in your business Mm -hmm. because there are going to be times when you need them and Mm -hmm. only they understand what you're going through get a mentor Mm -hmm. that has made it where you want to go and listen to what they say. And I just, I really hope that all of you guys who are listening to this that are young and new, I hope you get all of your dreams to come true. And because I had Rachel who helped me when I first started and I had women who really took a chance on me. And I wish that for all of you who are coming up. I just really hope that you get to continue to just dominate the way you are because you are also the dream. And um, thank you for this. And thank you for having me because I love you. I 
get to spend my time with you. You're the best. I love you so much. I also, fun fact, I have two fun facts in closing about Anita Co. So one is no one realizes how much my husband loves Anita Co. They are very good friends. And two things things that, um, two fun facts about that. So to Anita's point about being part of special moments. So for my 40th birthday last year, um, my husband went to Anita behind my back, which I love so much, and designed the most beautiful piece of jewelry I've ever owned in my life. For me, completely on his own with Anita, down to to stones he worked with her on. I mean, she's so extraordinary. And then, fun fact, which you probably didn't even know, and I'm going to find the picture and send it to you, but... I went into labor and delivered my first child, Sky, who's now 12, <laughs> wearing probably 12 pieces of Anita Co. <laughs> jewelry on my body. I was stacked with bracelets. I had a spike necklace on my neck, earrings, oh my everything. And I, I recently saw the picture in the hospital. I said, I have to send this to Anita because she wouldn't even... I was just saying to one of my teammates in my <laughs> office, I was like, you know, one of my first major sales with Rachel was when I just started, you were doing a commercial with Brad Pitt uh-huh, in Prague. You were like, oh my God, Brad loves everything I'm wearing. And I sent you a whole package of everything I had. It was like all the things I had added to tray. And you were like, they're taking everything. And I was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe it. And it was like, I guess that was my first, like when you asked like your aha moment of like this maybe work out. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. And <laughs> I will never, by the way, Anita, I will never forget that because I was like, how am I going to get jewelry to frog? Right no, a hundred percent. I just remember calling you outside of a trailer and going, <laughs> Anita, how much do you have right now? You're like, I don't know. Let me like take everything you have, roll it up in one of those things and yeah. world net it, FedEx it, insure it, whatever it is, just get here as quick as you can. <laughs> but, I mean, that was, I guess, like my, one of my first like memories of like, God, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Like, and it was all because of you. But so. I was so happy to do it because nothing makes me happier. I have to tell you, you know, you don't always see the best things happen to the right people, but God, when it does, I'm so happy. There's nothing that makes me happier than watching great people who work so hard and are such good people like win. That's the best. That's just the best. I mean, that's the win, right? But I love you so much. I'm so excited to watch you win. And, you know, for everyone listening, I'm sure you already know Anita Co, but if you don't run, don't walk and get every piece you possibly can or save up for even just that one little Anita Co special piece because they're the best. Thanks, everyone. I love you you so much. Thank you. Have a great week, Angel. Okay, everyone, it's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Okay. This is funny. Do you typically tailor all of your pants and jackets or do you wear things straight off the hanger? I definitely do tailor things for sure. Believe it or not, I'm incredibly lazy about it. And I typically wait until the day before I have to wear something. If it's for something visible, I'll get it tailored. But I more so tailor gowns for major events rather than my everyday clothes. And because I am rather small, I 
just wear higher heels so that I don't have to have my pants. Truth. Yes. As a stylist for a hundred years, I don't barely tailor my own clothes. Fun fact. Okay. What's your advice on listening to your instincts as a young person, just starting my professional career when it's easier to be a people pleaser most of the time? That's a really, really good question and a very hard one to answer because I think as somebody starting out, you almost have to be a people pleaser. You really do when you are first starting out and learning very often your opinions, you have to keep to yourself and vent them to your safe person at home. You really have to respect and listen to the person that you're working and learning from. And then know that if your instincts were right and you did the opposite based on what you were told to do, then just take it as a learning lesson and use it as your sort of inner arsenal of knowledge when you go out on your own or to your next job. But I do think that a big problem for the young generation starting out now is that they come in really thinking they know so much and sometimes they very well do. But I think the last thing someone who is like a very seasoned veteran in a job wants to hear is like a 22-year-old sort of like shooting off their mouth about what they think they should do. Now that said, in the work environment that we are trying to nurture now, I know for me, all of my team, I love their opinions. I love their opinions and I value their opinions. And very often I really take what they say and I really use it and it really impacts my overall decision because it's a fresh perspective. It's a younger perspective. And quite frankly, I think we really need that because it is a new world and it's an a new way of looking at things. And so I think that if you have a good boss, your boss will empower you and ask for your input. And whether they choose to take it or not, that's up to them. But trust me when I tell you, they will know if you added something valuable. They will know and they will remember. So don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram and I might just answer your question. Thank you so much to my friend Anita Ko for coming on the podcast and talking about building and growing her business and how long and arduous and painstaking it can be. I think what Anita really captured and shared so beautifully is that it's been 17 years since she launched her brand. And as I said, I think the impetus for starting Climbing in Heels was really to share these very long journeys to the top because I think there's this sort of misconception that a lot of successful people just somehow got lucky and like got there overnight. And I think, you know, as Anita shared, she's faced it all. I mean, she's really faced a lot of personal drama. She has certainly fought her way to the top and back and down and around and back. But ultimately, I think what she really shared the most was her gratitude for her loyal friends and community around her. But I think what she really touched on, which was so important to really hear from her, that I think is such a great takeaway for anyone starting out, particularly in fashion or jewelry designing, is that to make the other 
jewelry designers. Don't make them your competition and dislike them because they're your competition. Actually embrace them, be friends with them and support each other. Because she said there are really so many times that she has really leaned on her friends that are jewelry designers and really have used them to sort of come together to get through a really challenging moment in the industry. And it's nice to really have those friends that understand what you're going through. I think that's really, really important to really hear, honestly. And it's the first time I think on this podcast someone has said that. And I think that's something important to note. But I have to say, I always love seeing when my favorite designers really get to live out their dreams and their goals. I always say that just good old-fashioned work and dedication really does bring results. It's like you can dream really big, but if you don't go for it fully and you don't put the work in and the time, and as Anita said, the blood, sweat, and tears, it's likely not going to happen. But I can tell you that when you get there, the results are really, really beautiful and worth it. So if you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. I'll see you all next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.